1: hello everybody happy friday to you october 28th 2022 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio 96.1 fm 1450 am tj walker justin Kalen, and he's back nick roush back in the building back from fraternity leave roush how are you buddy
2: uh i had to get down deep for that roll call it felt good Mm -hmm. felt good felt like i exercised some demons uh the 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 station's changed since the time I've been gone. Not really. Well,
1: maybe like you're talking about the well.
2: Our pets' heads were falling off. Now they're just off.
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't had any lights in the station for like two weeks. Yeah. So that's been uh, something new, but not really new to Justin and myself. And then, and then the, the door, the door shut. not shutting all the way is all, all actually new to me too. So yeah, yeah. So so now you can't even shut the the studio doors. Or the station doors.
2: There's a. Um, I w- w- wonder, like, if you just let a handyman in here and said, "Just go to you." Like, how how, how long would it take them to get through the
1: years? Because <laughs> <laughs>
2: there's nothing a... like significant, but it's a lot of just dumb little odds and ends.
1: That would probably be somebody's like purgatory is you die and like you wake up, you got like a toolbox in your hand, and they're just like fix that building, and you'll enter the gates of heaven, and then you. <laughs> 2,000 years passed. And just yeah. like, uh, it's, it's never ending. It's never ending. Uh, that's all right, though. We just need to be able to have microphones to talk into and a producer room that can get us to and from commercials. And we got those things, so what more could we ever want or need? Who needs electricity? Who needs lights? Not me.
0: No, not me. No oh. way. Scoots, how are you? I'm good. I um, I stumbled to bed at, like, Eight forty-five last night. Whoa! So I am, scooch. I am nice wow, and refreshed. I even, scootsy. you know, the crazy thing is, I even had a nice little wager on the Ravens. I just, I couldn't do it. I went golfing yesterday, so I well, thanks for the invite. I had drank a little too much. Well, you, TJ, trust me, you did not want to be a part of it. No, nope. it was. Phew, Why? It was pr- likely my worst round I've played in probably eight nine years. Sounds like that would have been really funny to be a part of. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. If you like seeing me mad, I, nah, I wasn't that mad, but.
1: Well, what what went wrong?
0: Sounds, Every, like, sounds like you got too drunk. Let's let's talk about what went right because that list is a heck of a lot shorter.
1: What not what I asked you though.
0: Uh, everything went wrong to answer your question. Mm. But get it was fun. Piece. It was it was a beautiful day. I couldn't get a ball off the ground yesterday. Oh, I don't know what was happening. I was like line drives. They were not coming off the ground at all. Couldn't get a ball in the air. Some stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I I think I had one par on the seventeenth hole.
1: That's maybe your uh, awful. Maybe the end of the season for you. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. Your yeah. body's way of saying we'll we'll see <laughs> We're you in the done spring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the weather I'm sure we'll be we'll be doing that regardless.
0: Yesterday was beautiful though. It was it's a great day.
1: Today's going to be beautiful. Tomorrow's going to be beautiful. Sunday not yeah. as much, but uh, and then Monday looks solid for trick or treating. I think there's some slight rain chances. So, um, but yeah, and no, I'm good. Glad you got out there, buddy. You deserve it. Thanks. You deserve to have a little fun. Let your hair down. Roush, how was the last two weeks? What's how's how's Francis?
2: Uh, Tell us all about it. It's uh, it's been good. It's uh, I, I did do the thing where I kind of lost track of date and time there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You kind of just, I you know, forgot to take the garbage out the other day because it was just like, oh, today oh, you're just so man. out of routine. Um, luckily a neighbor helped because uh, there was a lot of stinky diapers in there. Ew. We've only had one really, really big stink, and that was whew. I shouldn't have said it to the nurses when we were at the hospital. You know, we didn't have that much bad luck with accidents outside of when we were changing the other one's diaper, and we've since had a, a couple. And one of them was well, just
1: give us the details.
2: Well, I I did not know that you could like you hear people talk about projectile vomit. Well, this was projectile poop. It just shot like completely across the room. I world. didn't
1: think they could do it when it was like that tar gross stuff. You know, it's not like actual real.
2: Yeah, that that was early on. This was just in the last couple of days. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at home. Oh, yeah it, yeah. it hit a curtain. Like, how, how, you're you're <laughs> way over what? here. Yeah, it was incredible.
1: <laughs> how long uh, was it? Just terrible timing. Terrible luck.
2: Ba- bad timing. Yeah. And and usually we do a good job of like, okay, make sure you're done. You know, he's still kind of grunting a little bit. Nope. It was. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah, just kind of caught us all by surprise. Mom had quick reflexes though. She got out of the way, dodged a. I mean, a curtain stuff. A, a bullet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, and especially since we had uh, the never-ending project uh, of doing our kitchen, Uh we had taken the curtains up and down multiple times. And we were finally done taking the curtains up and down, and it's like, no 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 not so
1: fast man that's tough yeah so at least it it wasn't on the new kitchen cabinets no
0: no it was not on the new kitchen wouldn't you rather that though because it's easier to wipe off it would be
2: but like curtains you can't just like throw them in the washer it's just the pain in the ass of taking the hooks out and and
1: and these cabinets took 19 months that's true yeah yeah don't want it the last thing you want is have to replace those bad exactly
2: exactly but uh no we're good it's um it's surprisingly, I felt like I've, I've spent more time with the other one than the little one.
1: Yeah. Just because you want to. I've, I've heard that.
2: Yeah. You, you, you want to make a, the transition easy for him. So we've been doing lots of activities. We also, we had our first kid. It was during COVID. So we didn't do anything. Now we're just doing, we're doing it all. Right. Like, yeah.
1: I've seen, I've seen you hit the town.
2: Did the science center yesterday and boo at the zoo double dipped. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Which by the way, the science center, like. You you can get a pass for both the zoo and the science center.
1: Place they, is awesome. They do that,
2: yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, so if it's cold out and you need to wear out your kids, just take them to the science center and two three hours, boom, they're they're good.
1: Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. You happy to be back in the swing of things.
2: Yeah, yeah. It um, I podcasted with Luckett the other day, and my brain admittedly had not like the hamster wheels were still needed some WD forty needed to grease those wheels a little bit. Uh, But I'm excited this morning. Uh, It was, I think it was overall good for my mental health that I haven't spent the last two weeks talking about this Tennessee football game because they just really, they really hit me. It it takes me back to like the anger that you would feel at the lunch table, you know, back in the day, like screaming and shouting with the Louisville fans. That sort of just unadulterated, unfiltered. ah, they like, I, I do a good job of, you know, it's my job. I, I I can kind of separate one from the other. It, Tennessee, no, they like make my blood pressure rise. It's awful. It's 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 really awful what they do to me. Uh, but you know what? It's not going to be as awful as what the cats do to them tomorrow night down
1: at Neon Stadium. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah. Suck it, Rocky Top. Woo hoo! Well, we were happy that you we we needed you one day just to be able to vent, get all that hate out of your heart mm-hmm. and. And also talk some X's and O's. But with Roush being back, one final big thank you to the fill-ins over the last two weeks. Yeah, big shout-out. Really does. It it was a great help, and it was also just fun. It was nice to kind of switch it up a little bit. We're happy to have Roush back and have the gang back together. But it's always nice here in different perspectives and get some different uh, personalities in here. So to Big Blue Drew, to Matt Sack, to Dylan Ballard. To Trevor Kelsey, intern Jacob, thank you all, and, of course, the Thornton's text line for uh, stepping up and continuing to provide comments, questions, concerns, making fun of us, whatever it may be on the Thornton's text line. But a, a special shout-out to those people that helped fill in. I did a little Twitter poll. It was genuinely just to kind of see, like, you know, who who did you all enjoy? And then I have kind of figured it was going to turn into, like, hey, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. <laughs> but um, – you know, weirdly enough, the sack pack did their thing and they voted for their boy Matt Sack. He he pulled away <laughs> with the win, so congrats to him. The he sack is,
2: pack, I like that. He is the
1: <laughs> he is the winner of the award, guest host of the fraternity leave. Uh, we'll get your trophy out to you as soon as possible, Sack. And then second place was Big Blue Drew. Uh, respectable second place he, he made it pretty close and competing against the sack pack that's tough the the pack runs deep so impressive from big blue drew there uh, i think you could make a case that maybe the most impressive poll result was trevor kelsey because he came in third i think he had a 21 percent of the vote Matt, was this
2: a participation trophy just because he he made it he woke up
1: potentially Potentially.
2: It's just like, we, Trevor, you, you crossed the finish line, buddy, so we're going to we're gonna give you the MVP.
1: It went 39-33, 21, and Dylan Ballard brought up the rear with seven. I'll get to that here in a second. But Trevor, 21, he doesn't have a sack pack. Big Blue Drew has a big following. Trevor Kelsey does. I don't even know if Trevor Kelsey saw the tweet, for all I know. <laughs> like He certainly didn't retweet it or respond to it. So the fact that he got over 20% of the vote without any endorsements I think that speaks a lot to the big guy. I think there was just a lot of organic Trevor fans that voted in the poll that were a big fan of his.
2: Or does that mean that Scoots is on the hot seat? People miss the
0: big guy back on KRC. Trevor was ticked off last night, by the way, about this. About he the poll? He was like, I got third. Yeah, he was not happy.
1: Well, he didn't re- – all he would have had to do is probably have, like, Rutherford retweet, and he probably would have won going away. I yeah. actually
0: – I didn't see this poll until just now, and some of these comments are just comments hilarious. Are hilarious.
1: It's a good time.
0: <laughs> Big Blue Drew's saying, take one away from me because Jacob didn't <laughs> vote based on merit.
1: <laughs> and then Dylan Ballard brought up the rear – one, these other people are Louisville or like you know Dylan's following or at least how he got to start more in the eastern part of the state. Yeah,
2: he's in uh, Richmond now.
1: Secondly, probably he's a little bit newer to the scene than some of these other people. The sack, Matt Sack, new to the scene as well, but he does have the sack pack. Uh, and then I had more text about. People saying how much they enjoyed Dylan, or like, who is this guy? I enjoy listening to him talk. So I think uh, if we did this again, and we will be happy to have any of these people back on the show, uh, I bet the poll results would be a little bit different. So I think uh, I got more individual attacks being like, Dylan's football analysis was really, really good.
2: I like having, like, I like listening to Dylan talk too. Yeah,
0: Dylan by far
2: had the best
1: voice. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely wins the accent yeah. award of the bunch. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, That's I that got the Chicago accent. Big Blue Drew's kind of got that like Southwestern Louisville thing going on there. <laughs> Trevor. Just, mostly, just, the... Flim, just mostly, yeah, mostly the flim. Yeah, mostly the It act, is so. a
2: flimmy time of year, though, right? Oh yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not one to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could hear it in your voice a little bit. It was it, mm-hmm. the last two days for me. It was like, oh man, got to take the old, got to double up on the allergy pills.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I'm pushing through like about a month dealing with allergy stuff. I'm taking pills, feel fine, like, but I'm just kind of like, snotty. snotty yeah, as, yeah, you know who isn't this time? Of the, the leaves
2: year. turning up, just what going on? I mean, it
1: can't fall in a hurry, right? That's the only we we've, we've talked a lot about weather while you've been gone. I've like basically every day just been like, "This is amazing weather." I don't know what's going it on has here. Been. That is the worst part of fall. It just goes by so quickly. Like yeah. it's beautiful, the but leaves this are is there, amazing. and then you like look the next day and you're like, "Oh, it's actually kind of ugly now." Crap, they yeah. all yeah. fell off the tree. Yeah, the con. Now the gotta, pretty colors are gone. Now I gotta pick them up. And now it's like I I don't I won't I won't, I won't see anything else on that tree until March, and that's sometimes sobering. Yeah, to to a certain degree, but uh, that's that's life, baby. That's the the seasons they go and they change and then they come back and they happen again and the last time the cats played in Knoxville is what's going to happen this Saturday and that's going to be a nice big blue beat down what if UK did just blow them out again like another you know multiple pick six game
2: which it would be greatest win ever right like yeah that's what we It'd talked about with Trevor is that like
1: on. for UK and UofL both head coaches playing for their biggest uh, wins on their resume period ever as head coaches
2: yeah and the there are uh, obviously some differences right like to other big wins in the Stoops era you know you you, you beat Florida Florida was a just as big of a favorite, I believe, back in 2018 when Kentucky snapped that streak, they were a top 25 team. You did that on the road, uh, the Louisville game with Lamar Jackson, 27 and a half point underdog. It it would have very this game has very similar vibes to that 27 and a half point underdog win over Lamar Jackson in Louisville because even though their season had already been ruined and wrecked by Ed Oliver in Houston. But this this was really the cherry on top because they were going to go to a New Year's Six game. I think we had New Year's Six. Yeah, they they, they were going right. to go to a New a New Year's Six game, and Kentucky stole that from them. Kentucky stole the bragging rights from them, right. That was Lamar Jackson's Heisman Trophy year. Mm-hmm. This is, and, and the kind of lead up into that game too. Kentucky was confident that they could win that football game the entire time. I mean Drew Franklin stayed up all night making photoshops of Crying Jordan and Lamar Jackson say There was a lot of belief that Kentucky could win that game. And I get I do get a similar sense around this Kentucky football program too, that That's there's a point. there's a lot of confidence that this is not a task too tall to overcome. Um, I mean, you just look at how close this series has been over the last five years. Like they they have faith. They have the belief. Um and on the other side, Tennessee. This is their, you know, it's feeling like ninety eight, right? They're already looking ahead to that Georgia game next week, uh, biggest game ever. After they just had their biggest win ever against Alabama not too long ago, so you you can, you can play spoiler once again. And hell, I think many would argue that Hendon Hooker is probably your. It's either him or CJ Stroud right now for Heisman Trophy.
1: Yeah, I had mistakenly said that he was the Heisman favorite. From a Vegas standpoint, he's actually second, but it's very close. And if you look how much ground he's made up. Oh, a, yeah, he was. A big game this weekend. Right. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but a big game this weekend, he could be your favorite this time next week. You know, he's probably one big game away from moving ahead. To, yeah, to and,
2: and the way he's played consistently, it just, if, they've, if they're in Atlanta, then he's probably winning it. Because the numbers he, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the disappointing part is you don't have Jared Garantano just waiting to throw interceptions to Kentucky yeah, players. This was, guy so much fun. I I think he threw if I'm not mistaken it was at least one interception, maybe two against Bama. No, it, they had the second one and it got called off for a whack pass interference. Which if you saw a screenshot, um, the ref didn't throw the flag until uh, I think his, I think it was Kool-Aid McKinstry picked it off until he was like 25 yards down the field. It was the latest of late pass interference penalties. It was such bogus. Mm. Uh, but Hooker doesn't make those kind of boneheaded mistakes that we love from our Tennessee quarterbacks. But I think there, there's, even though I don't know, I, I don't think I'm going to pick Kentucky to win. Uh, this Tennessee team is not as good as everybody has made them to be, right? Like Alabama. Had, what, two three turnovers. They handed him a 17-point lead before they had to slowly start building back up. And then it became a toss-up game, and they didn't run the ball down the stretch to take all the time off
1: the Yeah, I, I said that yesterday, that Saban, while the best coach, I think, in, in college football history – he probably is kicking himself for playing into Tennessee's style. They could have just controlled the ground, ate yeah. up four o'clock, but instead they kind of got caught up in the track meet aspect. And it was probably Saban just being a little stubborn, being like, we can beat you this way, we can beat you that way, we'll beat you anyway. If you want to speed it up, we'll speed it up because we'll score on you every time if we need to until that final possession. But uh, I, I I hear what you're saying. I definitely think that Kentucky's going into this game incredibly confident. I'm pumped up about it. Like, I, I don't know – Heading into U.K. being a double-digit dog, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a U.K. game ever, or maybe a road game ever. Right? That What was the spread when in 2018 when U.K. hosted Georgia? Do you remember Ooh, that? No, but it was either. it was
2: probably right around this, though, I would think. Between... I would guess
1: like eight or nine would have been my guess. I don't know yeah, if it was home field. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is a game that Vegas thinks – May not be a blowout, but it's not also going to come down to the final possession. I do think it's going to come down to the final possession, and I'm excited about that. I think Kentucky's got something cooked up for Tennessee. I do think Tennessee is probably the more talented team. Obviously, they have higher aspirations for where this season can go versus where it can go for UK, although there is still a ton to play for for Kentucky. But I'm pumped up, and I hope hope everything that Dylan Ballard was saying all week, that we were hearing from Big Blue Drew, from all these guys – that we're talking to the team or or writing about the team is accurate, that they're, there's a quiet confidence about this group and they're ready to just go hit somebody. And I, I, I'm, I'm pumped for that too. It's been a while since UK has played football. The last time they did, they're coming off their best half performance of the season, mm-hmm. and that was that second half against Mississippi State. So I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Um, I just kind of hope Tennessee is a team that can strike quick. They get up on teams early in most instances. I hope that doesn't happen on Saturday. That'd be a good way to take the wind out of my sails personally, and also I think it'd be tough for Kentucky well, to come back.
2: we as Big Blue Nation have to be prepared for that, though. It's it's the formula that Ole Miss had, right? They did the same exact thing, and then I don't, I think they scored one more touchdown the rest of the game after opening up a fourteen nothing lead. Like that's what the, these tempo teams do, and that's. That is a benefit that Kentucky did not have last year is experience not only against the tempo, but you know, Carrington Valentine has seen these wide splits. Mm -hmm. Keatron Smith, he's played against it. He's won in this stadium with mustard bottles flying at his face, right? Like Mm -hmm. so there's they they kind they know what they're getting into. Um and I this this Kentucky defense, I'm actually TJ. As much as people talk about how great Tennessee's offense, like, I, this game for me is all about Kentucky's offense and less about the when the vols have the ball. No, can you explain that for I, me? I, I, the way that Kentucky keeps things in front of them, they do, they're going to match up with Tennessee better than anybody else has, right? Like, I, I just don't think you're going to have, um, uh, Cornerback switching off with safeties and Jalen Hyatt running downfield with nobody around him, right? Like that, that. Kentucky is going to do whatever they can to keep things underneath. Do they slow down the running game enough, and can they contain Hooker in the pocket? Like the, the, those are the big ones for me. And that's how you, that's how you can slow this game down and prevent it from becoming a, a big time shootout. For me, it's all about like just kin to the offense score points because. Even if you do slow them down, I saw a stat where, you know, Tennessee has the best scoring offense in the country and they rank 110th in time of possession or something like that. They don't need a lot of time to score a lot yeah, of points. Yeah, you
1: can just look back to last year's UK yeah. Tennessee game for you, that.
2: You just, but so the response is, is like, Kentucky, can you, can you go put points on the board? They've moved the ball effectively pretty much whenever, but they've been wildly inconsistent. And they've gotten it. I think in that Mississippi State game, they had what three points with four drives ending in Bulldog territory. Yes, in that first half, like you just you you have to capitalize when you get positive momentum. Um, you have to play consistent offensive football. We've seen flashes of it, but we have not seen it consistently. I, I like Kentucky's weapons, and I like what they can potentially do. But potentially versus pragmatically and what they're actually going to do, it's, it's a whole different story. The You you can't have a bunch of pre-snap penalties making it first and 15 down there in a rowdy Neyland Stadium.
1: No, you cannot. And uh, I, I, I get your sentiment. I do think UK's defense not getting torched and torched within 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds within a possession is really important. But the offense kind of – UK's offense controls its own destiny. If you go and you move the ball against Tennessee like we think they should be able to do, then you're giving your defense more of a break, a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more margin for error, and they can maybe play a little bit loose and at times maybe even a little bit more aggressive. And you never know. Tennessee's due for a bad offensive game. Maybe you jump a route, you take one to the house – Uh, make it even easier for your offense. So I do agree with that sentiment that this is a U.K.'s offense. Everybody's talking about how the defense is going to slow down Tennessee, how they're going to slow down Tennessee. That's important. That's a huge factor. But the offense should be able to have a really nice day against this defense, and they're going to have to. Not only should they, could they, They're going to have to do it if Kentucky is going to be able to have a chance to win. And I think back to last year as well, and different teams, different people. But Mm -hmm. that was really U.K.'s breakout offensive performance. And they started really humming after that Tennessee game. Of course, unfortunately, it was a loss. But they put up 42 points. And, Roush, if you remember that game... We were having similar conversations about UK's offense going into it. You got to finish drives. You got to take care of the ball. Don't you're shooting yourself in the foot. We we could very well put ourselves in a similar (laughs) position this time last year going into the Tennessee game when discussing the offense. And then Tennessee got up, and they were scoring quick on Kentucky's defense, and we were all a little flabbergasted because U.K.'s defense usually would bend a little bit but not break, and certainly not break that quickly. Mm -hmm. The offense answered the call every time. And there was almost a nervous energy in Kroger Field last year when Kentucky's offense would get the ball because you'd say, well, crap, we're going to have to score. Like, UK's going to have to score here or things could get ugly. And they almost did it every time mm-hmm. and should have came away with the win. Things got really kind of hectic and wild there at the end, and the offense did make a couple mistakes uh, that led to some Tennessee points. But they, they were really more consistent than they had been at any point throughout the season and – they could run the ball. They could throw the ball, um, and then the the offense after that point was looked like a whole different product. Now that was Liam Cohen. He's gone. You got a different offensive coordinator, but there are a lot of parallels between where the offense was heading into that game last year versus where it's heading into the game this year. And I think we looked at the game last year and said, "Hey, Kentucky should be able to put up some points on this defense. They don't look all that all that uh, imposing." Same with how we look at U.K.'s offense against Tennessee's d- defense this year. They should be able to put up points. They should be able to sustain drives. If Tennessee's going to dare U.K. to throw the ball, U.K. should be able to make them pay for that a little bit. If Tennessee's going to stack the box, well, U.K. still has the best running back in the SEC. They sh- should be able to still move the chains, and we saw a, the, the new and improved I think the shaken the rush shaking off Chris Rodriguez against that Mississippi State game, and he was just a yep. different animal. So right. hopefully, you'll get more of that on Saturday, and UK should be able to hopefully do a lot of what they want. I agree with you. I think finishing possessions with six instead of three is going to be really important, and and also shaky kicker hasn't been great in certain spots. Well, it's
2: a shaky kicking operation, <laughs> you shaky know, special teams, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's you can't have the self inflicted mistakes. I I'm really. um like, how many times have you been able to say this in this, the history of watching Kentucky football? Kentucky's receivers are infinitely better than the defensive backs that are going to cover them at Tennessee this week. They just are. Ooh, are they? Yeah, oh yeah. Tennessee. They're,
1: part they're of the reason. They're pretty ten, thin back there, aren't they? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah th- th- that, that's a big reason that plays into it. Another one is, of course, they have a bad pass defense because teams are putting up a bunch of yards because they're playing from behind. So, like, that's. They're getting into shootouts, right? Like, that that's kind of the nature of the way they play. But, like, Barry on Brown should be running behind some guys this week. But how many of those plays are you going to – like, how many explosives can you actually count on from this group? If you can get four or more, like, whew.
1: Do you think Kentucky's going to be kind of wide-eyed, salivating, saying, like, we're going to take our – we're taking shots? Or do you think they will be a little bit more, let's just get first down, get our guys – I guess this is the way I want to phrase it. Do you think they are going to be more vertical routes and deep balls or it's going to be more let's just try to get Barry in the ball within five, seven, eight yards and let him break a couple tackles? Uh, Will be dinking and dunking or or do you think Kentucky will take their fair share of Levis just unload?
2: I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, all right, here comes the blitz. Let me throw it up 25 yards down the field and have somebody kind of go running. So
1: one-on-one just – our guys better than your guys. Yeah,
2: yeah okay. and, and, and hitting those intermediate routes, that that's where this one's really important, too, because Tennessee, their run defense is really good because they're just selling out, right? Like, they, they've got a bunch of big dudes. They're trying to stop you. So, can like th- this could be a huge game for Kentucky's tight ends. Josh Caddis, Jordan Dingle, Keane Upshaw, just right behind those linebackers that are getting downhill. Those are easy first-down plays that make you efficient, that can set up the bombs, right? That can that can that can stop the bleeding long enough and and hold off that defense just long enough to where you can you can rip a bomb to Barry on Brown, right? Or you can have Dane Key go up and Moss on somebody. So the the tight ends, if they are at their best, this could be a that, that's what keeps this offense consistently moving the football down the field.
1: It's gonna be a fun one tomorrow night. We're gonna talk a lot more about it. Nick Roush is back in the house. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Galen. We'll be back after this. We will rock you.
2: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call.
0: We now go live to Ollie Williams in the Channel 5 traffic copter. What's the scene, Ollie? Everybody looks like ants!
3: Welcome back,
1: Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. okay 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalin. Some devastating news. I left my water bottle at home today. Oh, man. I know. Try talking for two hours without any wah-wah. It's the worst. Mm. It's the worst. I've
0: got a new bottle in my car if you want it. Unopened. Oh.
1: Yeah, I may actually take you up on it. Okay. But I don't want to steal from Scoots. You need that for your... That's fine. You need that on your way to work today. I've got
0: I've got more. I'll get more at home.
2: Scoots, how was was the big birthday?
0: The big birthday uh, play-by-play for Midway? Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Midway not good? Oh, geez, Like, painfully bad. Ah. Painfully bad. You know, they play – it's funny because they play the worst team in that league this Saturday. So, I've been kind of torn, like, for the last two weeks because I'm like, well, do I want to call back and go do another game or do I want to just – I'm Say I'm good, but I never heard anything. So good. Okay. I, I got spared. I, um,
2: a, a couple things we missed while I was gone. The oldest, I, I felt like uh, an old, sad old man the weekend of Big Blue Madness. They had Avery Williamson was in town, uh, promoting his new, he's doing like a tailgate show, right? But he's, it's like his life after football kind of deal. He's done with football. Um, Brain and Knight was at Big Blue Madness. He's not on a team right now. Bo- both of those guys made millions of dollars in their professional careers. They're pretty much over. And, uh, we were in the same class together at UK. Like, they're, they're, they're basically retired from professional athletics already. And it just makes me feel so old and washed.
1: Well, I mean, you are old.
0: Aren't you glad you went into journalism? You, you can go do it as long as you want. I know,
2: but like that, they were. she it's 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 one thing if you're like, oh no, no, like they they had good careers and they're, it's, just, man, this is a tough reality for old Rashi boy. I say that as I'm like uh, having my second kid. It's like, yeah, you are old, Roush. If you needed all of the realization, they're all happening to you all at once.
1: I'd say the difference is like I think you're alluding to this, but like they're if they want to be and they're retired, like they're done working. Mm-hmm. You have 30, 40 more years. Yeah, there's th- <laughs> only thirty or forty more years though. Yeah, and then you'll get to enjoy like the final five or ten years of your life, and then <laughs> think
2: and then about that's, then that's it. Think about what this <laughs> station's night. gonna look like then.
1: Oh, gosh. We won't have a single light bulb But that just be There won't
2: be a roof.
0: We uh, will not be in this building.
1: No. <laughs> uh,
2: there were a few other uh, little, little things I, I jotted down over the, one that, over the time that I wanted to, to get to. Um, Caden Mormon decommitted. I know uh, some people had he, – he had kind of an odd prep career where he was actually probably at his best as a sophomore – um, I know some injuries that kind of played him uh, here and there, but you hadn't seen that kind of pop ever since from him. So I think Kentucky moved on for, for a reason. There's uh, some kid that Clemson's also recruiting Wilcox that they're really interested in. So uh, running back still not sold on, on what they're going to get in this class, but it does feel like U.K. can get Demetrius Bell. Um, they can close. They can seal the deal on that one. UK's receivers. They're 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 not going to be short on talent anywhere in the near future. Um, so that, that that was kind of the big recruiting news that happened over the. Uh, also, uh, when's when's DJ Wagner just going to make this happen? I think soon. It's good to see Aaron Bradshaw say, "Hey, I'm going to make it happen." Uh, Robert Dillingham. What's is he? Where's he?
1: Don't know. Uh Kyle Tucker suggesting he's just going to sign on with, like, the overtime elite but keep college eligibility. I've seen some U.K. fans suggest that he'll end up going pro and then U.K. will get uh, Ian Jackson to reclassify and be oh. and take his spot, which, like, listen, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Dillingham will be a U.K. basketball player. But if that did happen, nobody really should, like, bat an eye at it. Yeah. I mean, you could make a case that it could even be a better situation for UK. I, I, I'm not making that case. I don't know. I don't know enough about these players uh, to really say one way or another. I can make a guess on it. But point being, I think Kentucky would be in a good spot even if – because – I, and I I've, I've mentioned this before with the Robert Dillingham and the Donda stuff. Donda we mentioned it yesterday. Not a school anymore, although then they came out later and said maybe they are a school, but uh, they're they're for all intents and purposes they're done. So where is what's where is Robert Dillingham going to go play his basketball? Seems like Kentucky has been in a lot of really weird recruitments. Yeah. And weird is, situations. And another one. if it if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. It seems like that applies to UK basketball recruiting. If there's a chance for it to get really, really weird, it's going to get really, really weird. And when you have a player that's playing for Kanye West's Academy, a lot of people thought that may be a red flag just to begin with. And there was a point in the John Calipari era at UK where if a player played for like a made-up team out of thin air, Cal, or if it was like a really shady situation, Cal would just steer clear and kind of buck that trend with Scalabissier a little bit. Uh, although Scal went to an actual real school, they just made up an AAU team, and then guess what? It didn't end up really working out for UK and Scalabissier. But there was a point where if like Cal was like, this kind of looks weird to us, we're just going to stay away. He doesn't do that anymore, and I'm happy he doesn't do it anymore, but the Robert Dillingham Donda stuff was weird off the jump. Now it's gotten weirder. You could look at it as an opportunity for him to actually get to like a real established school and not have these headaches or red flags. Uh, but again, when it comes to basketball stuff, there's just it's when, kind of a
2: given. Like That's it, the cost of doing business, right?
1: Yeah, you you deal with this stuff, and and most of it works out. I mean, again, the shade and sharp scholar or diploma thing is all you ever need to know about how much this stuff seems to be able to get fudged around
2: which that's that's kind of the if sharp hadn't just happened i feel like most of us would be like why don't you just get him to reclass to this year's team yeah right like that, that that would make a lot of sense um I I know a school in Kenwood Drive that would certainly love to welcome Robert Dillingham. Oh, no, he's
1: going to saint Yeah, uh, Axe.
2: They've got that pretty well
1: established.
2: I think Coach Klein he hasn't established the culture. I've
1: right? been I've been told that St. X has another Dillingham already on the roster, so you could have the Dilly Bros just oh wow going
0: at it. That's funny because I've heard Eastern Peak is where he's going to go. Really? Yeah, going to turn the program around. <laughs> Peekin' will stop stinking, with That's right.
1: Dillingham, as they say around these parts. Uh, no, but Cal uh, Tucker, seemed, again, he's talking directly to the staff, so when he puts something out there, it's coming from probably an assistant coach, maybe every so often even the head man himself, but he is suggesting he'll just do, make probably a lot of money, sign an overtime contract, but retain college Which eligibility. Is,
2: it feels like that would be why, the why way. Why would everybody just do that? Yeah, yeah, right? Like You just call it a nil deal, a, a nil deal. A nil, uh, a nil deal.
1: I d- I've done that. Yeah. Just, nil deal. Just call it that
2: <laughs> and go play for overtime. Which, by the way, I actually somehow – so when I went to SEC Media Days in Atlanta, I couldn't find – like I, I left a belt at home. It was very, very aggravating. Oh, That is so, that is
1: like a minor annoyance. Yeah,
2: because like especially when you're there, I wanted to wear nice clothes, but like I can't tuck you in. Look, a sh-
1: and, sh- and just not having – yeah, you kind of look goofy.
2: Yeah, you can't. I, I, that's like a – if I see empty belt loops, I, it just it drives me insane. So um, I had to go to a Target to pick up a belt, and I drove by the overtime complex uh, on my way to get there. It's a pretty pretty big endeavor they've got. Like they they need to have guys like Dillingham to make that thing successful. Where is Donda? This is uh, overtime. No, activity. I
0: know that, but where is the Donda? Donda guy, I man? think
1: was out in LA, Coast Nevada, East, probably. Arizona. One of those. I confidently can say one of those three. Gotcha. Three pretty big states.
2: (laughs) Also, like uh, big shock that I mean these these academies fold. They come and go all Mm -hmm. the time. Like the fact that Kanye's folded was is the least surprising thing ever.
1: Yeah, it was in California, Simi Valley, and it will be no more. And in like twelve years, we'll be like I kind of forgot about that. Yep, forgot about that place. But I hope he ends up at Kentucky Dillingham. I'm have no reason to think that he won't. Again, the Kyle Tucker tweet from yesterday is this means five-star commit. Robert Dillingham needs a new place to finish his high school career. One of overtime elites marketing only deals to preserve NCAA eligibility makes a lot of sense for him. Cause that's just a normal thing. Media members know about <laughs> the old, the old overtime elite marketing only deals who I, everybody does. Too yeah. The yeah, second yeah. We marketing yeah, only deals that overtime elite does. Those things are commonplace. We know all about them. We know all the details. Um, of course, we don't know any of that stuff. But if that's what Kyle's saying, that means the staff thinks that. Take then, it to the bank. Yeah, that's fine by me. Which, yeah,
2: it is fine by me. Like his have him playing basketball, blowing up. Do it for a year, and then go go come to Kentucky with all your pals.
1: A texter on the Thornton Stex line yesterday brought up like his mixtape could be in the John Wall category, and that's totally right. It's only going to probably grow uh, again Especially
2: with all the overtime, yeah, you know, production and everything. Yeah, I don't know who. He's playing against and that, like how how good, how quality it is. But
1: I have no idea either. I didn't even know that that was a thing until again yesterday and when I read the tweet. But this was kind of funny having Trevor on. Trevor is just such a, he he is so good at radio, like without even really doing anything that should make somebody good at radio. It's just his personality um, (laughs) and the way that his, that little brain of his works. But he's such a, such a novelty, so precious. Glad Big X has been able to hold on to him after all these years, Uh, I say sarcastically. But uh, he really is great. However, like uh, another thing that's just funny about him, I I don't care about mixtapes. I'll tell you why. Seventh Woods. The one. brings out like the one like mixtape yeah, bust yeah. and he's not the one like there are quote-unquote mixtape busts, but how many people with unbelievable mixtapes end up being good college basketball players 96% of them like 98% of them it's a pretty high rate like yeah. Zion Williamson's mixtape pretty darn good yeah, oh guess yeah. what good college basketball player uh RJ Barrett's mixtape was not too shabby good college Se- basketball seventh player. players
2: also like even though he wasn't great he still was like a Gee, like, like Louisville would love having he seventh woods right now. Went to UNC their team.
1: in South Carolina, you know, yeah. and like did some solid things player. at both those places. Right. Yeah, didn't he
0: originally commit to Louisville?
1: No, he had, he picked uh, I think UNC over Louisville oh, okay. initially, but. And also, I didn't bring this up to him yesterday. We were running out of time and whatnot. But like Seventh Woods mixtape was literally when he was in seventh and eighth grade. Yeah, he was like dunking on people in middle school. It was like, oh my gosh, this kid is that young. Like he's going to be, he's going to be. And then he kind of plateaued as players often do. His junior and senior year mixtapes were good because he had insane handles. But like I don't think he I don't what was Seventh Woods recruiting ranking? It wasn't great. No, no, no. I mean he I remember I saw him at an AAU like event. 40th or something. I saw him in an AAU event and like nobody was watching him play. Like nobody even as a, like a junior senior people had moved on from the Seventh Woods experience. Yeah. Yeah, it, he was a four star.
2: Yeah, fine player. Um and that that is a good point too that like most of the stuff that we saw was from early on. I'm trying to think of some but other. Dillingham's mixtape, which yeah. is not from early on. It's pretty, from very recent. It,
1: it is nuts, yeah. It just has, like, the ball on a literal string. It, I mean, it's just – you would think that he's, like, playing with a smaller basketball with the control and handles that he has.
2: I love – It's incredible. Uh, I did look up Seventh Woods. There's an article from SS. Seventh Woods finds happiness years after viral highlight
1: video. Good for him. The funny thing is, at that AAU event, when I wanted to go chat with him afterwards, he like he didn't he wouldn't talk. Hmm. Weird. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, his career highest ever was five points per game. Never played over twenty minutes per game.
2: Oh wow, he went to Morgan State. No. Didn't wow. He really he did the COVID year. Really took his sweet time.
1: (laughs) Why not? I bet it probably would be annoying for him. Like anywhere he'd go, people would just be like, oh my gosh, you're Seventh Woods. Your mixtape is I mean, insane. You also, like Feeling he, like you peaked when you were like 13.
2: He doesn't have exactly a, a name that you could confuse with somebody else uh, either. You know, like saying. he's not Paul Woods.
1: Seventh Woods, where have I heard that name? Oh yeah, the only other Seventh Woods in the world. Seventh, too? Which is. It's,
2: where
0: does that come from?
2: Is that like biblical? Like you're the seventh heaven? Eighth, I wonder
0: if he was the seventh kid.
1: The eighth parks was the backup name.
0: They named all their kids. First, second, third, Roush, fourth. Roush, I'm just going to get out great, in front of it before a Texter joke.
1: does. This isn't my opinion, but I know is going to say, should you be criticizing giving people names? <laughs> They're great names. I love the names.
0: Good good old-fashioned names.
1: Good old-fashioned condiments.
0: Yeah, did you hear your next child's name, Roush? No. Heinz, Roush. Yep, it's going to be
2: Heinz. Well, no, i sure now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Somebody said Heinz Rausch would be a general in the SS. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the Thornton's text oh, line. Uh but before we do, Roush is gonna he's been he's been <laughs> waiting two weeks to tell everybody about Salsaritas.
2: Salsaritas. It's the best. It's uh you know, right now, not in a very big cooking mood, so there's nothing better than just having an old pit stop at Salsaritas, loading up on that delicious queso, pour it on top of a mountain of rice and beans, steak, chicken, um, I, I, and here's the thing too, TJ, it's Salsaritas. You got to load up on all the different sauces, you know, get a little pico, get some of the hot, just try it all, make it a smorgasbord. Of your choosing. They've got two locations, one in St. Matthews, mm-hmm. one in Hubbard's Lane, and another one in Middleton that has a drive through It's really easy to get in and out there. Download the app before you go. Load up on your Salsaritas bucks, and you will not be disappointed. Check them out today at Salsa Ritas.
1: Yep, and check out the Thornton's text line by texting on into it. 502-414-1450, you text it on in. We read it on air. This is Kentucky Roll Call. A texter says, let me get this gum out of my mouth. Ty Spalding still has DJ Wagner crystal bald, crystal bald to U of L. Is he going down with the ship and being a martyr or will he change it at the very last minute to pad his percentage? I think at this point, wouldn't it just be kind of like you're staying down? You're just, you're just not going to change it. I don't know. Oh, Scoots brought me a water. Oh, what a that? guy. What a w- guy. What'd you slip in this buddy?
0: Can't tell you that.
1: Yeah, it's I would. You can't tell me. It would take away the fun.
2: I, I get, like, doing that for – I mean, so, like, I'll, I'll put in a I put in a pick in, like, June for Kendrick Gilbert. Kind of forgot about it, and then two months later he commits. You, you can see that doing that with football. There's a lot of kids, right? DJ Wagner is the biggest recruiting thing. You would think he would just do the flip. But I guess he's still holding that hope. I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, I would expect D.J. Wagner to commit before early signing day. Which one is that for basketball? It's all, usually always the first week of November. Usually, I think, what, the first Tuesday or Wednesday of November?
2: So it would be
1: next, a week from Tuesday. Yeah. No, yeah, well, the first Tuesday would actually be this Tuesday, Oh. But it is a week from Wednesday. Okay. Second Wednesday, November 9th. So, I, you know, I don't know if that's really – if, like that's, I think a lot of people would probably agree. I think before November ninth, DJ Wagner will be committed to Kentucky, and by November ninth, he will be signed with Kentucky. That's my guess. Uh, what is not. the wait? I don't know. I wish somebody that did know would say, like he. But it seems like a foregone conclusion. Well, that's especially
2: you, the Bradshaw stuff, that felt like a pre-planned let's let's we'll go ahead and just do it on your visit at madness sort of thing right like that that felt like there was some strategy behind that timing of all of that but now it's like well what what are, what are we waiting for young DJ
1: don't know go DJ that's my DJ mm-hmm. a texter on the Thornton's text line says cats win 31 29 I'll go ahead and guarantee if UK holds Tennessee to under 30 points they win the game block it up scoots you remember that. If we come in here on Monday and Tennessee has won 28 to 24 or 24 to 21, then you say, TJ, you were really, really wrong, yep. and I'll eat some crow. I gotcha. But if the Cats hold Tennessee to under 30 points, they're winning the football game. The Cats may win the football game even if they don't hold Tennessee to under 30 points. But if they do, they're winning. So Texter, hope you're right.
2: Mark it down. Mark it down. Um, TJ. Yes. Did you know what happened on this date in, in
1: 1890? Mm, actually, it's hard to forget. October 28th, 1890, a day that will live in infamy.
2: It will live in infamy. That was the day that the Louisville Colonels tied the World Series with the Brooklyn Bridegrooms, the, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Dodgers.
0: The Bridegrooms team was pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: was their name really the Bridegrooms? It was the
2: Bridegrooms before they ended up becoming the Dodgers. That is the
0: stupidest mascot I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, this is a different century. Uh, things things happen. Uh, what happened, they played three games in Louisville, three ga- and then they were going to play four in Brooklyn. Um, bad weather hits. Louisville ties the series at 3-3, so they're like, all right, well, we'll just make up the rest of the World Series in the spring. Well... Brooklyn, the Dodgers were scared of the solo team from Louisville. So 1890 never had a World Series champion. Still tied 132 years later. And many people were saying that it was the Louisville Colonels who would have won it all.
1: And if they win that World Series, maybe a dynasty starts and Louisville becomes the mecca of Of baseball. L or L. Louisville has had a professional team at every – Major sport. They've had a professional football team. They've had a professional baseball team. We already know about the professional basketball team. Real shame.
2: Yeah. Real shame. Could have all changed if the Dodgers weren't chickens.
1: Yep. Bark, 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 yeah. I didn't, bark, bark. I, I didn't know that either. I it's mean, a I fun know little Louisville trivia. Louisville had a, a professional baseball team and they were the Colonels. And I believe, didn't they play somewhere off like Eastern Parkway? Not too. This is about the smokestacks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They had a baseball field over there. Was, Babe Ruth, uh, you know, they always talk about him him playing over there. They did a lot of barnstorming tours. It you think they'd like,
1: too. you know, make that history more well known in that area, especially like, like Louisville. Hey, Slugger. Right you know, Louisville played World Series games downtown. Well, yeah. was it technically called the World Series then? Yeah, yeah, because they
2: were uh, they were. I, I believe they weren't. It was still American National League.
1: Used to at one point it was best of nine series. I think even before that, I think some of the early ones may have been like best of thirteen. Yeah, back they in the they day. It was.
2: Yeah, they made them some series. It was. Very much, uh, you lose to your little brother, and you're like, all right, best of five.
1: Speaking hey. of uh, championships and uh, things of the sort, are you on the bring back the beer barrel train?
2: Love the beer barrel.
1: Cool trophy. Josh Heupel says he doesn't know where it is.
2: Well, he Says uh, he hasn't
1: seen it. John Calipari, maybe, hasn't seen
2: it. Maybe they were uh, stashing money to recruits. Right, because that was the...
1: Um... No more McDonald's bags. They did hand me this old barrel, though, filled with <laughs> cash. Uh, They're their
2: Vince Merrill under Pruitt Niedermeyer, who was big in the McDonald's bag scandal, which we don't talk about enough, right? We got, like, Tennessee, as much shine as they have on him. Like, they were paying kids in McDonald's bags not before it was uh, legal to do so. Uh, but that he was the guy who tried to flex on UK after they... Uh, I think it was they won the game with Daniel Batuli tackled Lynn Bowden at the go on and had the, the beer but just like going to work and had the beer barrel sitting on his desk. Well, then Kentucky won a year later and uh, our our friend uh, Co Bollinger had a beer barrel Photoshop ready for him. Nice, um, but I mean, yeah, I we need to remember
1: that. Need to bring it back. Need to bring it back. It's not going to happen with Mitch Barnhart at the head, but just call it the barrel. Call it the battle for the barrel. Yeah. What's in the barrel? It's a, it's a barrel of monkeys. You know, like, it, nobody, who knows what's inside this barrel? It's none of your business what's inside the barrel. And also, it, Don't should, ask have been, questions.
2: it should have been bourbon anyway, with, or whiskey. Well, or, the yeah.
1: bourbon barrels with Indiana. That's also gone.
2: Did we had a bourbon barrel with mm, Indiana? We sure did. Did not know that. Yeah, that's gone.
1: Bring back all the ba- barrels. Every time Kentucky plays, if you beat the Cats, you get a barrel of something.
2: Well, and the thing is, the Big Ten, they have all these cool rivalry they trophies. They've got Paul Bunyan's Axe. Uh, Paul Bunyan's in a lot of them. There's like a, a regular Paul Bunyan too. That's just like a wooden, creepy carving.
0: Don't forget about the spittoon.
2: There's a the spittoon.
0: Yeah, Indiana, Michigan State play for a spittoon.
2: I like the brown jug. That all happened because somebody like left their brown jug behind and they thought they poisoned it or something. Or like one team accused the other of poisoning it. Great. Like the SEC has good rivalry names, but there's no trophies. We need more trophies, more statues. Permanence.
1: Yeah, they retired. The bourbon barrel trophy went from 87 to 99. It was retired. Alcohol-related death.
2: Yeah, that, it was all they, – they ended all of those barrels uh, because of the, the DUI accident. I mean, it's just – But also, like, DUIs were uh, – now we would get rid of phones because of, like, that's the, it, the yeah, hazard, know. you know? I mean, just...
1: By the way, got to play Indiana in football. Wait, we do? Yep. Corey Everybody's here. scheduling angst. Is it placed in the wrong direction? Kentucky and Indiana need to play the football, bring back the barrel, but most importantly, Indiana just has an 18-17 to 17 lead in the series, so that's got to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah. Can't, yeah. Nice. Can't, yeah, can't, and the last game, Indiana won. Otherwise, you know, it would have been tied. Thanks but, for letting me know that. Um, so got to change that bad boy. One tie, of course, if uh, their first ever meeting. A lot of people said that that one easily should have been a UK win, so we we just call it. That was also weirdly well, – oh, 1893. I thought it was 1890. I was like, wouldn't that be weird? 1893, they, uh, a lot going on.
2: The That rivalry was pretty good in the 80s. I didn't know this, but when Freddie was there, they had a bus wreck on the way to the game. Still won the game.
1: Jeez. I yeah. everybody was all right.
2: Yeah, but kind of crazy.
1: All right, let's go to our daily double break. We'll be back in, you know, seven, eight minutes or so. When we do, we'll talk more Kentucky-Tennessee. UK has a basketball game this weekend, an exhibition basketball game, but it's still basketball, which is really exciting. Uh, by the way, Tennessee and Gonzaga are playing a basketball game tonight, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot going on. Don't go anywhere. we got a jam-packed Dorton's text line as well. Keep texting on into the show. Nick Roush is back, everybody. Woo. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen will return Low after this. Cow. Hey, no matter what, money.
3: And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they there. Over? You say over? I ain't heard
2: no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
2: With Walker and
3: Rosh We're just getting started, bro.
1: Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush is back, and we've got Justin Kalen, who never left in the house. Want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. And remember, Thornton's going to have all your needs for this weekend, whether you need some beer for the games, whether you need some five-hour energies or some energy drinks to get you through your Friday. It's been a long week. If you need candy, For Halloween, Mm. parties, trick-or-treaters, whatever you got. Get the big
2: bars, too, really.
1: They do. Thornton's has, I think, probably in a non—it's got as good as a candy selection as a grocery store. I think, like, unless you go to, like, a candy-specific store, Thornton's will have you covered for your candy needs. So if you're thinking, like, oh, crap, don't have anything for the little kiddos this weekend or, I guess, on Monday, pop by at Thornton's. If you need a quick bite to eat, you don't have time for a lunch, you'll be very happy with the quality of food at Thornton's dinner, breakfast. Scooch go there all the time for his
0: breakfast sandwiches. I like getting some fresh fruit, apples, bananas. They've got it all. Guess what I saw there yesterday. So I did go get a breakfast sandwich yesterday, and I was kind of lacking energy, so I thought about getting a Red Bull. They have donuts that are caffeinated. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> caffeinated donuts. Isn't that just like lots of sugar? I, I don't know I didn't I didn't delve into it but maybe I will today I have um, like so
2: they sell the body armors that have it's like body armor energy and uh, you look at the label and it's just like oh it's just lots of sugar mm-hmm. so that uh, maybe that's the case I don't know I'm but I am
1: embarrassed to admit a couple months ago that I, I went like into a store I went into a store I went into a Thornton's to get a five hour energy and at the counter, no, it may not have been a Thornton's. I and mean, this may have been... may have been when I was traveling down to Oxford. Whatever, whatever convenience store it was. I was going to get a five-hour energy, and at the counter, and the only reason I don't... I think maybe it wasn't Thornton's, because I don't know if Thornton's has these. But there was like a five... It was like an energy drink, and I forget what it said on it, but it was just like, energy! And underneath it, it was like, with the chemicals to literally make you feel good. And I was like... Not ringing a bell for either one of you two. <laughs> no, Never seen no, anything like it, that. It was like a, it was a knockoff energy. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But it 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 labeled it, it like chemicals. literally like yeah it may not said chemical, but it was like literally will make you feel good, like bold <laughs> underlined, and I was like okay, I mean obviously gonna. Try this, like you know, like <laughs> like five Does hour energy doesn't different? have a promise to make you happy. Like what five hour <laughs> energy just promises to give you some energy for a few hours. This one gives you the energy, but it also will make it will like cure depression. Well, sure, I'm taking that bad boy. Uh, I took it. It 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 uh, it was a strange, strange thirty six hour trip. <laughs>
0: didn't make you feel good nah
1: it made me feel a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> no it was just like a crappy energy drink I think yeah. it actually like made my stomach hurt if we're being honest it did I not make me feel good it seems like I'm never doing a knockoff five-hour energy drink again uh, but that yeah they had it at a gas station I was like is this like a hallucinogen like what is, what is going on with this five-hour energy So it's like
0: it's like those small town gas stations where you got like the display of all these THC products and you're like how do you get away with that i love the little small town gas stations that just have like full on uh, like that are
1: more restaurant than yes gas and you know yeah.
2: that the food there is great
1: i've gotten some food at gas stations like that uh it, lo- it looks better than it tastes in the, some. Instances. there
2: was a, a place the last time i went to starkville it was a gas station in between tupelo and starkville and there was a line to get the biscuits and gravy there so it's like well i've Got to get some, right? Like, I've got to get a sausage biscuit here. And it was top notch, oh, right? Oh, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, And you, you know the really the, – there's like a fine line in your biscuit where it's like you want it to be firm so it stays together. But yeah. if it's too hard, then it's like hard tech, right? Like, there's a fine line, and it's just – that they were right on it.
0: You, you all are going to think I'm absolutely crazy, but that gas station down the road from here – has really good biscuits and gravy. Uh, I don't know if I trust it. It's a sketchy that. one, yeah. though, for sure. Oh, it's totally a
1: sketchy one. I used to go in there and always get sunflower seeds
0: and a power Powerade
1: <laughs> just before I'd do the 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock show back It's probably
0: the same lady working every morning. I could almost
1: tell you what she looks like. <laughs> by the way, at the Thorntons uh, by my house in Linden, this was a big topic of conversation on our radio show yesterday, Roush, but more importantly on the Mike Rutherford Show, 3 to 6. I got a lot export. of
2: uh, frosty flavors to that one.
1: The, they, I, so I'm on Sunday, just briefly, I'm checking out and making small talk with the employee and find out that she is a huge fan of wrestling. And I'm like, like WWE. And she's like, Oh, yeah, I love it. I'll, but I, I'll watch all of them. I'll watch Japanese wrestling if I have to. Yeah. I was like, you're Trevor. Trevor's soulmate. Yeah. I was like, I, I know just the guy for you. And so they talked about it on the
0: Rutherford he, show. He yesterday. always
2: thought it was going to be an Arby's employee. I think Thornton's employee is.
1: Well, he actually had a love interest at Taco Bell. It was a guy. Yeah, it was ended up being a guy, unfortunately. Mm. But <laughs> uh, like the person sounded like a woman in the Taco Bell drive through and always talk about movies and like obscure movies and Trevor mm. knows obscure movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ended up unfortunately being a fella. And but this is a female at Thornton's and Trevor says he's gonna start just popping in, see if he can find her. So <laughs> <That's> a,
2: yeah. <laughs> I Thornton's, like that strategy. When, when we, we say Thor's not has too it far, far away all, from
0: his, no, it's and, right and, by, yeah, yeah. He,
1: he goes by that frequently. So uh, when we say Thornton's has it all, we, we quite literally mean it. Gave the, the big
0: guy some hope.
1: He, he's uh, he, I've seen a spring in his steps since bringing it up to him, too. <laughs> well,
0: well love struck, ain't even seen her yet. He
1: just needs to know that love's alive. There's a woman <laughs> out there that loves wrestling as much as he does. And Although he did say on the Rutherford Show, he was like, I wouldn't really care if she likes sports or not. Yeah, right. He was like, I just would want her to make me dinner. I was like, okay, sure. No wonder you're single.
0: Yeah,
2: I I think maybe he's like as long as she doesn't care that I watch sports all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know
1: that's that is most important, right? Like you know I don't if
2: like Brooke's not a passionate sports fan. Correct. She's not going to turn on Louisville football every Saturday, but like when I have the games on, she'll watch them with me and be like, "What that was crazy!" Mm-hmm. Like last night watching Tom Brady, she's like, "What
1: what throwing the ball in the yeah, dirt?" Yeah,
2: and she was like, "Lamar, what do you?" What are you doing, buddy? Eventually, Lamar ended up getting it together. Tom Brady, just an old bag of bones. Yeah, he should have retired. Should have just stayed with his family. It's
0: hard to believe that the Ravens were underdogs in that game.
1: Do you buy the theory that his wife is a witch that was using curses to make him so successful over the course of the last couple decades? A lot lot of rumors around A lot of dots connecting. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I connect those dots. You know what? Curse me, Giselle.
1: But it was a good curse.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I'll, I'll happily take that.
1: But now it's bad. Please He's give Will Levis a good curse, yeah. Giselle
2: Buncheon. Like, we could really use it
1: Saturday. They're, yeah. I, I, I know people that do try <laughs> to do some hexes and curses for games.
2: Which, uh, did you, did we bring up on the show that Wandell Robinson got Kadarius Tony traded? That yeah. happened yesterday afternoon. I, right.
1: have not brought that up on the show, but that's huge. Wandell, number one receiver, rookie year. Yeah. They, pretty, they, pretty amazing.
2: He, uh, he looked good in the. I, I think basically that they, they were like, okay, we we like him more as a slot than we do as Tony, but let's let's see what we've we need to see it in person. And he gave him enough quality film on tape the last two games to be like, okay, we can we can get that. Which they ended up getting a pretty good see I think it was a third and a six rounder mm-hmm. uh, from the Chiefs for Tony. So, um, but that that that. That's all you need to know. Like, they're trading their other slot because they're like, oh, we got one Dale. We don't need this other guy.
0: Have you all ever seen an NFL team with so many mediocre receivers that have potential to be great in your life as the Chiefs?
2: Well, I think part of it, like, they they're, they're, they get a lot of these guys who were really good on their tail end. Like, they're getting Juju Smith-Schuster, right? They, they previously a, He had. is
0: not on his tail end. Are you kidding me? What do you mean he's on his tail he's end? He's not right. on his tail He's, like, twenty seven. Yeah, but if like that. as
2: far as he, he's peaked, right? Like I don't he, know. I agree with that. If he has,
1: a, he's only twenty five, by the way. But if, he,
2: he we've, he's not playing. Like, how is he not better now with Patrick Mahomes than he was? Four years ago.
0: Because they whatever. have so many receivers. Yeah, no. But I not just... like so many great receivers. Oh, no. That, that's the thing. They're not great. Like, you got Valdez so Scandling. You so got Tony. point is
1: if he's great, then he would emerge back to, like, his old self at Pittsburgh and maybe even better. Yes.
0: Nah, Pat likes to spread it around. Oh, oh that's no, what he, like, Except he, he played... throws
2: it 15 times a game to Travis Kelsey. Or like, if, or if he was... was that good. He did he not would...
1: like to spread it around. Yeah, he'd throw it to Hill or Kelsey for his entire career and almost exclusively those two guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, now it's gotten to the point where it's all Kelsey. But, I mean, you're still getting those guys, other guys getting involved as All well. All this being said. As
2: somebody who drafted Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster he's, he's on fantasy. On,
0: he's been he's on fire the last two weeks.
1: He has,
2: Really, the yeah. last two weeks. He's yeah, good. he's yeah.
0: Uh, well, I got
1: 12. Well, Oh, no, that's not good. Yeah. He's been up. sitting on my bench. So. 12 receptions, yeah. 237 reception yards, and two touchdowns in the last two weeks, which good. is really good. Yeah. yeah. So, hopefully he is catching on because I do have him in one of my leagues, but they're on a bye this week. Uh we need to get back to the Thordens text line cuz we're going to be doing our pick segment a little bit mm-hmm. later on and just for the record everybody I love the board this weekend. I'm going 3 and 0. I'm I'm, wow. I'm one game below 500. I'm not finishing October below 500. That's just a guarantee. So you're going to want to ride with TJ's picks when we get around to it a little bit later on today's show. I hate the board. Well, then just tail me, big dog, and win some money All because I feel great about it. A texter says, 2010 is definitely Cal's most underrated recruiting class. Looking back at it, Knight, Terrence Jones, Lamb, Cantor. That was a really good one. It was a good year, 2010. I guess underrated just means it doesn't get enough credit or talked about as much, and from that, you're right, 2009 gets talked about more. 2013 gets talked about more. 2014 gets talked about more. 2017 or 2016, it's hard to mix the recruiting class. Yeah, because the, they're the year the before. Yeah, yeah. But you're you're right, Texter. It was a great class, and uh, I don't know if UK UK doesn't win the title without Terrence Jones and Deron Lamb. So but, also kind of fortunate you got both those guys back for a sophomore year.
2: The trio of Bamont Fox was pretty awesome.
1: It was awesome, but yeah. that gets talked about a lot. Everybody knows sure. how awesome it was. So sure. from the underrated standpoint, I think the Texter on the Thornton Text line is onto something.
2: Not pooping on Roush, but oh, like I tweeted, TJ Scoots and the big guy were the perfect blend. Remain UK centric, but had views from three different fan bases. Although we know Scoots is about converted, and Trevor is a closet Kate.
1: Damn um, it, Scoots is not converted. No, remember we we tried that bit a little while ago. Did not, did work. not work.
0: Lost two straight. So I'm now out.
1: he is a. Uh, now he's back to Hoosier,
0: Hoosier, Hoosier. They got a bye week this week. We're going to win. So, Scoots actually says he's going to be rooting on the Louisville Cardinals this week. Negative. Maybe some points, though. I don't know. Stinky we'll find lot. out in our picks. Stinky line.
1: TJ with the first food take I've ever agreed with. There's no way that's true. I've I have impeccable food taste. We probably have more in common than we do different. Hunt Brother Pizza is literally the worst pizza of all time. Pizza might be the most difficult thing to completely mess up, but they managed to do it somehow. I'd rather lick peanut butter off of Roush's bald head. Well, don't knock it till you tried it on the peanut butter thing. I will
2: I will say Hunt Brothers Pizza, they It doesn't it I feel like the only time I've had it is it's near a lake or something, and somebody will go get it after you've been swimming all day, and then it—I mean—it tastes like heaven, no, right? It never tastes like heaven because you—you've—you've you've been swimming. Now, granted, this was—I was a kid, right? So, I've never
1: had Hunts Brother with the drunchies, so maybe—maybe maybe I'm missing out. But yeah, I, but
2: the, there's also nothing like that. You've been swimming all day, and then the hunger and the amount of food that you wanted to eat as a kid—like it's just there's it's bottomless pit.
1: Yeah, I still. Feel that bottomless pit frequently as an adult, not as a kid. And I don't even have to be swimming. I don't even have to be doing anything all day. Yeah, that's true. Which
2: we brought it up during the break, uh, just how great it is to just eat Halloween candy all the time. Uh, Uh, My son right now really bummed out that, like, the things that he can eat are all the things I like. Like, I'm a big chocolate candy guy. That's my...
1: He can't eat chocolate?
2: No, he can. Oh. He can't eat all the sugary stuff, so it gets left to dad, and I just... Like, I, I like Starburst. That's good. But, like, and, and Skittles are fine. But some of the other things, like a Twizzlers, is just like, eh. Eh.
1: I love Twizzlers. I
2: mean, it's just... And and part of it for me, too, is I feel like I can eat chocolate with alcohol. Like, chocolate with, like, a beer or bourbon is good. But, like, sugary stuff with alcohol just doesn't... Eh, it's just I'm it's the a weird same. combo. I'll,
1: I'll do... I mean, I... It's not like when I crack open a beer, I'm rummaging through the house looking for sugar. But I do agree with that sentiment. I Now, I I still, if like, I don't know, if I just have a little piece of candy, I'm probably just going to eat it regardless of what I'm drinking or eating with. But I do agree overall with the sentiment.
0: Chocolate better with alcohol. My mom will have dark
2: chocolate around Christmas. Mix, you know,
0: having a couple bites of that with bourbon. By the way, we talked about, since we're on the candy thing, a a few months ago somebody texted in, or maybe it was one of you all, talking about Nerds Clusters. Found... F- yeah, Found an unopened bag in a room at the hotel a couple days ago. Figured I'd try them. Yeah, worst candy of all time. Whoa. Worst. Wow. It was nerds absolutely clusters. terrible. It was terrible. It was not good at all.
1: Uh, I've been in some legalized states where their consumption of edibles is in a nerd cluster form. Yeah,
0: I've seen that as well.
1: Interesting. Interesting how mm-hmm. the direction they go with all the candies in that regard. <laughs> um, I like nerds clusters just fine.
2: Yeah, I like nerds. I like the, the consistency of the crunch. I also like this text because I need to know more about it. I saw you tweet about it as well. Field of 68 is turning off the replies so they get more reach from the engagement not because they're scared of the replies or whatever. Goes to show that the list is just bait and shouldn't be taken seriously. It kind of sucks because it's cool to see outlets that clearly love college basketball resort to this kind of thing. So
1: what, what happened TJ? Uh, so they're doing their like list of the top title the top title teams or is it just teams overall but they, they, they're, they're big just, on the, lists the, the Latin, they, yeah, love, they lists. love lists the last 20 years they're like ranking the top college basketball teams i don't know i think it's the caveat where you had to win a championship but maybe not um maybe it's just the top 20 teams overall that being said, they had UK's 2012 team to, like, number 12. We're talking the last 20 years, right? I'm talking all time. We're talking the last 20 years. They had the UK UK team number 12. Two-loss team. They had, I think, <laughs> UNC 2009, which was a dominant team. I think they had them, like, ninth or something like that. You know, they're just doing their normal stupid mm-hmm. stuff West that they do. create stuff, But yeah. But I think the SACPAC noticed yesterday that they had turned off replies to their tweets. Which is like normally a way of like, oh, we don't want to get ratioed to Bolivia, so we'll turn off the replies. And then Rob Doster, some call him Rod Froster, tweeted and said, uh, "We are actually doing it because per the algorithm, it's the right way to get the most interactions with people and get our is by turning off your interaction is is because then people have to quote tweet it to like say what they want so with it. Passes it a so it passes yeah. more. Um, just embarrassing stuff. Like, stop. Just, do you want to put out good college basketball content, or are you worried See, about the al- and that algorithms? And that's
2: and that's where you know that they've jumped the shark, right? Yeah. Because like they. Antonio really? Reeves,
1: the 40th transfer, and Jeff Goodman's transfer rankings. The the thing, like as I'm talking about them on our radio show, the most popular radio show for UK athletics in the state of Indiana. Not a huge deal. Uh, that being said, just don't give them the attention. I know we're talking about them and we're giving them the attention, but when you quote tweet them, you tweet them, you tag them. The, if you want to do something with one of their stupid lists or articles, screenshot it, then post just the picture. Yeah. They don't get any of their interactions from it. Yeah, it maybe draws a little attention they, they, to their stuff. They're sight. trying to
2: game the system, though. And they they they've, they've been doing that from day one. They, were, I remember him, like, begging for YouTube followers so that he'd reach a certain milestone. And it's like, you know, you can do that just by being good and not by begging or, like, doing gimmicks to, yeah. like, get... Like, like, you could just be good and people will...
1: As that texter says, like... I we all do love outlets that are going to be heavy on college basketball, but when you're going to be kind of slimy and sleazy and be like, we just want the clicks. We're just trying it for the payday. Then it makes people a little less eager and excited about your content. Yeah, yeah. But they're, I mean, that's just what they're doing. They're just doing outrageous stuff to get people to talk about it and far too willing. We all eat it all up.
2: Oh, this is a really good text on the Thornton's text line. Uh, did someone really say Tennessee's uniforms were cool? That orange is hideous and can never look good under any circumstances. Wow! Just, I applaud you, Texture. That is just the most correct take in the history of takes. Tennessee garbage under all circumstances. Very, I very good decision. I disagree. Yeah, well, you're wrong.
0: Their their uniforms for this weekend are freaking sick. Ugly. No, no, no. Are they gonna wear those? Oh, are they gonna they're, wear those black helmets? Yeah. yeah that that is that's oh amazing. You, you've never seen a team wear black
2: before no real real original no not I with, could even I could I could even see someone being like ooh the smoky gray that's something different that's unique it's like uh, they're just wearing black uniforms.
0: no it's I've never seen it with the orange like that yeah, the fact that it's it's, the
2: fact that it's Halloween weekend makes it kind of well fun. the freaks are gonna come out tonight and kick their stupid teeth in
1: <laughs> who do you think is the freakiest player on uk's defense
2: uh Dehelm Walker
1: and what about on the football field We'll be back. One final segment, Kentucky okay. Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roush is processing. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We return after this. You get dressed to go out at
0: night, they like to wear leather jackets. Changes.
3: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll
0: Call. Hey fool, you ready for another beating? You should have never came back.
3: I believe
1: the billy that tweets is sometimes the billy that texts in to the Thornton's text line. Maybe they're different billies. I know we're really big in the billy male audience Mm -hmm. of listeners. Uh, But a billy tweeted me and said, Powerade guy, haven't met one of those in a long time. I'd keep that off your resume. No,
2: no, no. Powerade is so
1: far superior than Gatorade. And just a reminder, each and every time you buy Gatorade, you're opening your hard-earned wallet and money, and you're saying, I want to give some of this money to University of Florida. I hope you don't mind. So, just cut the crap. Have a Powerade. They're better anyways. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Roll Radio. Count. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nice to have Roush back. We're going to keep going through the Thornton's text line. Then we're going to do our picks of the week. Then we're going to do our predictions for the weekend. Lot, lot, Lot to get to. Not a lot of time to do it. These shows absolutely just fly by. Two hours. Goes by in a blink of an eye. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Trevor is the biggest piece of crap loser ever known to man. That's not nice.
0: Yeah, Trevor would probably agree based on how many dollars he lost yesterday to the jar. Uh, he was really, mm. yeah.
1: A lot of like self-pity statement, you know, you, you know. Trevor. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no. He's the victim.
1: It would, easily would have been like an $11 day.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope all as well. The other show states facts. They're not being anti-fans. They are just saying their opinions. And my friends agree, but that platform does a ton for the state and school. Take realistic criticism. UK
1: PES. So do they state facts or just say their opinions? UK PES.
2: It's a little confusing there. Yeah.
1: Which one was it again? Love, love Trevor being back on the show, says one texter. Yeah. It was fun hearing from him. I really wish like once a month we could get him to come on talk shop with us. Wow, she
0: was here on time. Can you believe that? No.
1: Shockingly. And like while it's not the hardest thing in the world to do, he did talk 5 hours on radio yesterday. And I listened to a good chunk yeah, of the Rutherford that, that, that show. He gets and tired he did a good job, too. Yeah. He did a good job on the Rutherford show. Talking 5 hours of sports that's that's tough to do. That's well, cuz he got a nap in the middle.
2: That that 3-hour show though, that last 30-45 minutes is
1: Yeah, it's not only, like, I think think if we went 7 to 10, we could do it. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes those 9 o'clock hours, we'd have to re-bring up topics. I never am a huge fan of that. But the thing that I think would be toughest is, like, that just – it being five 30 and you wanting to go, go. To see your kids <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. go do your weekend thing right, or right, like, right. you know, you know everybody that you're talking to is off work or getting their weekend started. You're
2: talking to them while they're going to Maybe do their like fun things. They are
1: turning you off as they're starting to do their fun things yeah, and you're stuck yeah. there. Uh, that's, that would be that. And I did that before. I did a four, six show and yeah, it would. And especially in the summer when your buddies would be going golfing after work, that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about seeing your kid going golfing, you know?
2: <laughs> one texter says, "I guess Thornton's really does have everything you need. They have everything, right? including got a all, whole eighty for Trevor,
1: and maybe even a love life." Uh, why is a portion of our
2: fan base always obsessed with Cal playing zone? He's one of the best man-to-man coaches in college basketball, and we have a top twenty defense
1: more often than not. Wait, I mean, it's you just... read that text a little faster, there, Roush. Was it?
0: Too fast? Too fast. He's trying to get back in swing I think. Li- a swing at me. break.
1: Imagine somebody listening to us on one-and-a-half speed listening do you read that text. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like the at the end of a commercial talking about all the liabilities.
2: But I think it's to that point. It's why, why do people like the backup quarterbacks? They just do something different.
1: By the way, Texter, Rutherford read your text on the show, and he pulled up that like UK's defense has been regularly finishing like in the 30s with a few exceptions just to try to rub it in your face. I will say – Here's, here's one of the issues with the numbers and stuff like that. If, if people want Kentucky to play a more up-tempo offense, you're going to sacrifice some things defensively. In UK's best defensive-ranked teams, offensive tempo and points per game were probably not where you wanted them to be or what like people would call modern basketball. So, if you're going to be a really great defensive team, you're going to kind of take time to lock in on every defensive possession. And naturally, that's going to, that can, that will slow down your offense. If you want to play fast and get up and down the floor and outscore teams, well, you're going to take more chances defensively and you're going to probably allow teams to score a little bit faster themselves to speed them up so you can get sped up. So,. I don't know where the zone talk is coming from. Haven't heard that. I wish Cal would throw in a zone like every every blue moon, just to like get a team to have to call a timeout. Yeah, yeah. And talk it over. The old
2: Patino just switching up defenses yeah. just to mess with them.
1: And if it ends up working a few possessions, then keep doing it a few possessions. But I, I and and we can. It's they've got the
2: best name ever, the Cal Zone.
1: But man to man is is how you're going to win championships, and you got to be a good man to man team. And I'm cool with Cal playing man to man. I just wish every so often he would. Mix it up. But, I, don't you know, that seems like talk we'd get normally in February or January or something. But we're getting it before the season starts. Calzone talk. Gotta
0: love it. Calzone. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Calzone's very underrated, too.
1: I think you could have a fun zone if you had Collins, Toppin, Livingston, Wallace, and Reeves. That's a lot of length for a 2-3 zone. Be... Now, yeah. you, you would have issues rebounding with that team. You'd need Case and Wallace to, like, you'd need everybody, like, hey, when the shot goes up, you all just got to go attack the boards. And that'd slow you down a little bit offensively. But that's also a freak athletic team, so you could get up and down the floor pretty good. Uh, that'd be a fun zone lineup. Oscar in a zone, not really great. Takes away his rebounding. Yeah, yeah. And also, he's not really the longest. He's a nope. six eight center. No, so, no. you get some uh, issues there.
2: Josh Moore with a wild take when we were talking Powerade or Gatorade. He says, I prefer Pedialyte to both. Pedialyte hadn't had, like, people would always. out
1: drinking all night, sure. But pe- I'm talking about a tasty little treat. Well, and then people,
2: they, I, I never did that in college. I never was the Pedialyte person, had to give some to my kid, tried it. You got to, like, chew on it.
1: It's so <laughs> thick.
2: Uh, I, uh, just, uh, no. Out. All the way out. That's a
1: bad take by Josh.
2: Too too much sugar. Just, ugh.
1: Really bad take. John here. Happy TGIF morning, everyone. Congrats, Nick and family. I'm glad to hear you back as well. Man, this is awesome. We have basketball and football for the Cats this weekend. Of course, we'll win basketball exhibition game. I believe they'll win by about 60-plus. When is that? That's Sunday. And in football, I have Levis and company winning by eight. So I know I'm crazy, but I love my cats, and KRC is simply the best. Thanks for a great show. Have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. Thanks, John. Appreciate the text. U.K. winning by eight would be amazing. Who does U.K. play in exhibition basketball this week? Does anybody know? No. Uh, I just found out they played exhibition basketball <laughs> this week. So uh, Hey, I mentioned it earlier.
0: Indiana also has an exhibition uh, game tomorrow. Missouri, I don't know who they
2: play. Missouri Western State. Sheesh. So the western part of Missouri State. Oh, and it's actually on the SEC network. See, that's good because then I can DVR and watch. Yeah, p- Beautiful.
1: Oh, 7 o'clock. So instead of watching the Packers get smacked by the Bills, God, I God, that's going to be a uh,
2: bloodbath.
1: I don't I – like that 11-and-a-half-point spread, I think it is –
2: like, that's a lot of points. Wouldn't
1: this be the Green Bay game that they end up losing on a last-second field goal? And I'm just like, what the hell is going on yeah, in my yeah, life right yeah. now? Just really so, tormenting you. I really think Green oh, Bay – but it, Lazard yeah. doesn't look like he's going to play. I have no idea who that, Roger's going to throw that the ball to. would set to.
2: up the most painful weekend ever for you, too. Like, have, like, potentially Kentucky has a chance to win at Tennessee, lose in devastating fashion, and then they get the Bills on the ropes and then find a way to lose that game as well.
1: I feel like that's probably what's going to happen, <laughs> at least with the Packers and Bills. If U.K. beats Tennessee, Packers could lose by 90, and I wouldn't even yeah and I yeah. do it. wouldn't change my mood I'd be flying in here high for Halloween not literally I, I, Cloud a nine. I, I would be a witch on a broomstick for our Monday Halloween special and we're mm-hmm. not even going to talk the game on Monday we're just going to do like strictly spooky stories you know, well, I've got some and, good scary stories and, and urban legends favorite candy yeah we'll save the game talk for <laughs> Tuesday no I'm kidding it will be heavy heavy dose speaking so, of Steelers
2: we'll be... uh, they should have won that game last week Justin what the hell that's true they stink
0: T.J.
1: Watt, close
2: to coming back. Oh, that'll change things.
1: Billy says, for people with taste buds of an 8-year-old, yes, Powerade is slightly <laughs> salty, salty Kool-Aid. I was a Gatorade G2 guy, but it's lar- largely phased out, pretty much liquid IV in noon noon in my mid-30s.
2: Oh, well, grow up, buddy.
1: Yeah, you've got to grow up. I mean,
2: yeah. Try Powerade Zero. It'll change the game for you, buddy. Just pa- trust Just
1: us. normal Powerade also. Blue, well, yep. so good.
2: Welcome back, Grouch. How many beer bongs did you have on fraternity leave? But that was so sick. Party, 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 like it's grocery. Am I right? Anyway, go cats, beat the Vols. By the way, remember when the Tennessee frat guys were doing butt bongs? That was silly. Hopefully you just did normal mouth ones. <laughs> okay. Oh, cool.
1: People do forget about when the Tennessee frat yeah. guys were doing butt bongs. And didn't somebody get, like, violently ill? Yeah, yeah. They had to that, get, was like, what, their... that was what made it a news
2: story. They had to take yeah. them to the ER.
1: Yeah, they had to get their butt pumped. Yeah. Normally it's stomach, but they said, we're going in this way. <laughs> <laughs> a little butt-prong probe.
0: I um. sense a quiet
1: confidence from the coordinators. Without coming out and saying it, I think they believe Kentucky can win enough one-on-one matchups against the Vols. Am I reading too much into their statements? I think everybody I, – I, I'm getting to the point where I'm almost worried that we all like this game, the way it sets up for UK, a little too much. Because it seems like any time we all think one thing's going to happen – um, or not any time we all think, but at least our radio show specifically, uh, normally it doesn't end up going that way. Well, so I'm actually starting to get a little nervous that we're too confident that UK is going to make this one a thriller. The Mississippi State
2: game, a lot of it came down to tackling, winning one-on-one situations, and they, they show that they can do it. Now, granted, Tennessee's receivers are much better. Cedric Tillman's going to be back. I love the take from Luckett that Tillman coming back, like hopefully like there's not enough footballs for all of them him coming back and taking away from Jalen Hyatt could be a fun little way to throw a hiccup in their offense as well. Uh, but I actually uh, – a lot of it is going to be just mano-a-mano. Football is going to happen. Who's going to who's going to be the best? And uh, I think Kentucky has enough guys to, to make this a fun game down the stretch.
1: One area we haven't talked about I'm worried about is – tennessee's defensive line against uk's offensive line because we talk about how we like these matchups how uk should be able to throw the ball on tennessee how i think chris rodriguez is just too good of a running back to be denied but if levis doesn't have any time to throw and he's getting hit left and right that ain't gonna be good yeah and i'm
2: the thing is is i've almost resigned myself to knowing that he's going to just have to make some passes under pressure because that's what teams are going to do to him uh where I'm, where it worries me more is in the run game because they are so good at stopping the run. And if Chris Rodriguez isn't effective, it just puts so much more stress on Levis. So like, mm-hmm. if these guys, which hopefully the bye week is as much as in the past, the bye week has been, oh god, Kentucky off a of bye week. Like I, you're not gonna have to worry about them getting up for this game, right? Like they should come prepared to play. Hopefully that the health should help them move some bodies. And create some holes in the running game. That That's where I I need to see the offensive line um, at its best.
1: Want this game very badly. Yeah. It would make yeah. me an incredibly happy man if the Cats were able to pull off the upset in Knoxville. Totally derail Tennessee's season. God, that'd be so great. A texter says, Fellers, Roush, welcome back and congrats. How easy slash hard is it going to be to keep this wide receiver room together with the transfer portal? Thanks. That's from Levi. I don't – why are people so
2: Paranoid. It's actually very, it's it's annoyed me very much. The because Dane Key ain't going nowhere for sure. Like he's a Lexington kid, right? And he'll be number one outside receiver yeah, for no two worries. more years. I, I agree. No worries about Tavion that. Tavion Robinson is going to go to the NFL draft. They're bringing in other guys to play a so slot. Uh, Barry on Brown doesn't sound like he's discontent whatsoever at all. And will some others maybe have to hit the portal? Sure. But you're recruiting. Just as well, like, yeah, like the guy, the guys that are in the, the portal aren't guys that have made a ton of plays for you this year.
1: I think just in the age of nil and going, following the money and going to the best deal. I think it's okay to be a little concerned that you want your star players to stay in Lexington. We know we've got a pretty good setup here, but it's we aren't the richest, and others could probably guarantee more money. Uh, who was the Pittsburgh wide receiver that UK Jordan Addison? You know, it sounded like UK made a really good impression on that dude, and then USC just said. Bling bling, you know nothing. We nothing UK could do about it at that point. So I get it, but the good news is it's the difference between keeping people within the program versus recruiting is you've got history, you've got the ties, they're already there. So if UK, you know, if a Barry and Brown were to leave, that falls on UK staff, and I don't think they're going to let that happen. I think you just got to trust they're not going to let that happen.
2: The way that it would happen to to Levi, it's 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 less based on what they're going to. Do what other schools can do for them, and more based on what that next quarterback is going to do for him. How good of a quarterback can you get? If he's not good enough, then oh, then guys could leave, right? Yeah. Like that, that's really what it amounts I, to. I
1: took some shots at you for your DJ Uga Ungale Laley takes. Don't want that dude at quarterback. Huh. You need to, you need to, you have a bigger plat, you have a big platform. You need to be pushing, saying no, no. Don't bring that. I'd be fine with DJ. No, he just got benched. He just got benched. No, he's gonna come back in. He just got benched for not being good. Like, no, it'd be a total mistake, Roush. I'm I'm telling you, man. And you have a platform where you could kind of change the tide on the tune of that. A lot of UK fans don't want it. We need you on our side, but
2: that's only because UK fans have seen it and known it. Tower Van Dykes. I actually would like the Miami quarterback more, and he's had a worse year than DJU. Well, it's just he's in a more higher profile. Like, we pay attention to him. But he's probably going to go play in the playoff this year, and you wouldn't want that quarterback?
1: No, because he cause mm. could get benched because he's not good enough. He's got a great team around him in a play and playing a weak conference, he, and, he, he put, and he puts up pretty bad He numbers. did
2: really what it comes down to. His interceptions are so bad. Like, what, Like when Levis would, has his turnovers, they just don't look as bad as DJU floating a whole shot in the same. Like, that interception last week. He floated that pass to the scene where it's like, dude, why are you throwing? Like, you have to put it on a line. Then they had the fumble, too. That was like, it, his just turnovers are just I agree Garantano with that. comedy he value. He makes really you know? bad
1: throws. He makes bad decisions, bad throws. You can't really chalk it up to, like, oh, he's, look, he was trying to fit in that window. He was, he was trying to be aggressive. No, he's just, uh, yeah, we don't have enough time. No. A texter says, welcome back, Roush. You big, goofy, no-ear-having, Mr. Potato Head-looking, of a hat taking charges a church league But, missed you, buddy. Oh, missed
2: you too, texter. <laughs> big Blue Drew here, listening from Knoxville. Oh, God, you're already there. And I'm officially talked into the Cats beating the Vols on Saturday. Survive the first quarter. I think we'll have a good shot to pull the upset, or at least cover. Okay, heading off to Great Smoky Mountains National Park because there's anything three-month-old twins will enjoy. It's a challenging logistical trip to a national park. One last thing. Suck it, Matt Sack. Wow! Wow. Love the animosity there, Big Blue Drew. You know what? I think you're going to be the only person who wants to go see the Smoky Mountains in the fall.
1: I also love the fact that you're just acknowledging that really doing anything with three months old is just a kind of a waste of time and more more trouble than it's worth. However, have fun. It should be very beautiful down there. The weather should be amazing, I believe, in Knoxville for this weekend. So uh, enjoy it, buddy. Would you have wanted some rain for this game? Try to slow down Tennessee's offense, muck it up.
2: Eh, whatever.
1: Yeah, bring it on. Beat them at their own game.
2: I'd rather have cold because I feel like Kentucky's physicality lends itself to like. You're wearing them down in the fourth quarter with a cult, right? Like that. Yeah. But
1: Back in the old days when see, it was the last game of see, the see season. Seen
2: plenty of Kentucky football losses to Tennessee in cold weather, That's too. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what Trevor Kelsey looks like, but I picture him as Brian uh, Posen. He... Posen. Posen. Who's that? Yeah, kind he's... of sounds like Seth Rogen, too. Maybe it's just the weed.
0: Brian Possein is pretty spot on if we're being honest.
2: I think this is the guy Scoots, if
0: you say if we're being honest one more time this week. We're being
2: honest. We we've we've brought up this guy's name plenty of times before and he's just I, I don't know what to place him in, but he's in a lot of things as just that guy. Mm-hmm. And, and people have all uh, mentioned him before as a Trevor Kelsey look-alike.
1: That text was from Shano. Another texter says, "Okay, this is mostly Louisville-centric, but Snappy Tomato Pizza is the worst. I'd rather have anything Dude. made out of Trevor's asbestos-covered oven." That's from Mook. Is Snappy Tomato still around? I,
2: I, I, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. Way too much. Way too we Not enough. I flavor. remember every so often Trinity. They they always had Snappy Tomato. Well, my right? dad
1: lived in St. Matthews, and we'd go over there, sometimes he'd get Snappy Tomatoes because it was in St. Matthew's and even like the box was ugly Uh, it's just the whole whole experience yeah And Mook I agree with you there although I just haven't had snappy tomatoes pizza in well over 10 years unfortunately Rupp Arena has the audacity to sell Hunts Brothers pizzas Rupp Arena no better than a gas station everybody is it no better? Bring Man, back Papa John's. It
2: looks great right now. Have you been by it I since have. they've done it? It looks sharp. It is. They important. needed it. They needed it.
1: I still just worry, though, when they're all said and done and the concourses are still tight and you're still, like, shoulder to shoulder with the your people. And, and and the you still stupid Central Bank logo on the floor. Like, I'm, I am worried that even when they're all done with it, it's like, well, you ended up just kind of putting makeup on a pig. And mm-hmm. while it's better, it's still, you know, mm-hmm. in 10 years, we're going to be asking for a new arena. Which I feel like ultimately, I feel like by twenty forty, Kentucky basketball will have a new arena. Hmm.
2: Hot you heard it here either. first, folks. Went to Boo the Zoo last night. My son started screaming. There was a big, gangly monster with no ears. Looked over and it was just Rash. It's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Would you dress up as a skeleton? Yeah, skeleton. That's a good costume. Yeah. Welcome back Papa Bear. Congratulations on the new child. Now let the new baby never witness a Kentucky defeat to Tennessee.
2: Oh, would love it. Would absolutely. Wow, love weirdly it.
1: enough, that was Lucy's first loss as a UK football fan was Tennessee. Time to reverse it. And now yours will have first well it won't be the first win. win or will it? Be? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. came
2: uh, came after the Mississippi um, State
1: game. Great timing.
2: Yeah, perfect uh welcome back oh wait 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 nope Uh, all this tennessee love makes me sick i see other college football fans congratulating tennessee after the bama game talking about how much fun they are to watch just stop that program fans and coaches are all trash and deserve no praise
1: i mean we can agree that like it's a good tennessee team with a good offense but i agree with this texture wholeheartedly tennessee fans are quite literally top three as worst fan bases in college athletics they don't deserve any sort of happiness. So even though, unfortunately, they've stumbled upon it this season, that's what the Cats are for on Saturday. We can control that. Let's make them shut up. And in basketball, Calipari, you got to sweep them. Just have to. Yeah, yep.
2: Yeah.
1: You have the team to do it. you got to sweep them. Is Ty Spalding just going down as a martyr? He still has DJ Wagner going to U L on rivals. A lot of Ooh. Ty Spalding talk on today's show. Uh, and yeah, martyr. People,
2: people talk yeah. about him. Like, they, they – he's
1: a good guy. Like, I don't know I, why he he's sticks
2: a, in their crawl for some fans
1: though. I agree, he's a U of all fan that is oftentimes wrong with takes, but yeah. like he doesn't. I don't think he really crosses a line. He's not like blanking spanker where he's just like a UK player was in a room where a crime may have happened. Let me retweet every article and talk about it. He. Pretty much focuses his coverage on U of L. Yeah, he'll talk U K because it's you have to every once in a while. But I think the the tie, but it is funny that he still has a pick for DJ Wagner to U of L. And I uh, think he probably thinks it's funny.
2: I, I love that Matt Sack texted too. DJ is a cat times two. Get on board, TJ. Get it, DJ. You, DJ Wagner.
1: Oh, Sack, you can't be on the the Clemson <laughs> DJ train. You cannot. It would be a mistake. It would be a mistake for the future U K football. Zone is for cowards says one texer. Mm. I think if you play zone exclusively, yes, you are a coward. I think if you mix it in, if you try so to win is, a game yeah. on a zone like, hey, the final three possessions, let's go you to zone. You can't do that. That's cowardice. Yeah. 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 All right, let's uh let's make our predictions for UK Tennessee for this. Well, let's get into the picks. Maybe the maybe okay. they'll come back up. All right, uh, our leader at 13-10 and 1 with 19 points is Roush. I'm in second place 11-12 and 1, but I promise you I'm getting above 500 this weekend. Uh, I have 14 points. I'm 5 off the lead. Justin Kalen, 9 and 15. He's got 10 points. He is 9 points off the lead. That is a big margin. And coming in last is intern Jacob. He's 5-3 and 1 with 6 points. All right, start with the leader, Rick Roush.
2: Um, Ohio State, very good. Very good at covering as well. Penn State, they stink. Um, even though the game is in Happy Valley, uh, I, I just – don't see them having enough offense to keep up with the Buckeyes. Give me Ohio State minus 14.5, some late money coming on the Bucks. That was at 16.5 yesterday. So I even paid for the half point. But 14.5 is the number right now.
1: Yeah, I don't like that bet. Uh, I don't think Penn State's very good, but I could see just the, the crowd making that game closer than it needs to be. My first game, I'm going tonight. BYU given three and a half versus ECU. That is a cross-country trip for the Purple Pirates. And I just think BYU is a better team. I think both are just pretty average football teams, all things considered. But go ahead and take BYU. Uh, The money is coming in on Eastern Carolina, if that makes you a little bit – East Carolina, if that makes you a little bit nervous. But go ahead and take the Cougars. The Cougars hunt at night.
0: I like that one. Thank you. I'm going to go back to my old stomping grounds, overs in state small schools playing each other. Who could forget? Give me over 50. Miami, Ohio, and Akron. Uh, okay. Sticking with
2: some action. Action does start up next week. Yep. Is the Miami quarterback back yet? Uh, don't matter. I don't know. But what I do know is that Auburn can't score points at all. Arkansas can. Arkansas can score a lot. Uh, even though Auburn has home field advantage, Arkansas has had a week to get healthy. And I just, I just cannot – They're in the 40s every single week. Auburn's not going to slow them down that much. Give me the Razorbacks minus three and a half.
1: Love that. That one missed my cut of games I love um, but didn't make my final three. But, yeah, that's a winner. So congrats on that one. Thank you. Thank Um, you. Our, Auburn's just a trainer. I mean, oh, my gosh. They're, they're not too far away from being close to, like, Vanderbilt if things keep falling apart the way that they are. It's I mean, one thing after a another. They played a
2: weird game against Ole Miss, so I, the, the number's gone down. It's, I don't
1: it's it. one weird thing after another with that program. My second game, I'm going with, uh, my goodness gracious, Pittsburgh is a horrible football team, and I don't really think all that highly of North Carolina – but North Carolina can score points. I know that much. Them only giving three points for Pittsburgh. It's a stinky
2: on though. It is
1: stinky, but I don't care. You're, you're eating the stink. I'm eating the stink. I'm eating the garbage. North Carolina wins big over Pittsburgh. Pit. This one is. This one is too stinky. But go ahead and give me the Tar Heels winning big. They're three point favorites over the Panthers.
0: What's that I hear? A little thunder. Some some thunder and herd. Give me Marshall minus two and a half against Coastal Carolina. Just love how it scoots he's game. Just, he just it's, he it's not he, like he's an he, expert on Conference USA or Mac or Sunbelt or anything
1: He could pick Big Ten games and not be an expert on the team. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's magic. I have,
0: I have picked Big Ten oh teams gosh. and it spurned me.
1: All right, locks of the week, we gotta hurry.
0: All right, uh give
2: me Missouri plus three and a half. South Carolina stinks. They, they're playing beamer ball, a hey. lot of special teams points. Uh I they were lucky to get away with that win last week. They're, they're not going to be that lucky this week.
1: I hate that pick. Have it written down, but it didn't make my final list. Uh, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Wake Forest is going to give U of L some humble pie this weekend. Three Woo! and a half take the Demon Deacons. They're a disciplined team. U of L takes advantage of undisciplined teams. Uh, Wake Forest has something to play for. They win big. That line is stinky as well. I'm taking a lot of stink a lot this weekend. Of stink. I'm eating some garbage, but it's going to work out for me. I promise. Just watch.
0: I'm going to follow you on the stink. Give me the smart kids. They, they rarely get blown out. 16 and a half, Stanford against UCLA.
1: Plus 16 and a half? Plus Jeez, 16 and, and a half. That's a, a lot of points. They don't have year.
0: any running backs.
1: All right, basketball. I'll take uh, UK wins their game against Missouri Western State. I'll say the Arrow is the MVP. UK wins by 46 points.
2: Oh, I was going to say 39. Okay. There I'm going to go 50.
1: Ooh, 50 burgers. 50-burger.
2: 50 burger. Chris
1: Livingston. Okay, Livingston. Yep. I'm going with the, the Co- arrow. Collins. Collins. All right, remember, some people are going to be out, too, so I think the arrow is just going to get to play a ton of minutes. That's true. Cats brawls. I'll go first. Kentucky pulls off the upset. It's going to be an amazing day. 34-33 down in Knoxville. Game-winning, 29-yard field goal at the Horn for the Cats. They win it. Everybody throws stuff onto the field. Players are pelted with bottles, but it's like the most fun they've ever had. UK wins in Knoxville.
2: Tennessee has been fortunate that teams have made very costly mistakes against them. Fortunately, Kentucky has been that team, right? That they have all the potential in the world, but self-inflicted mistakes have kept them from being 7 and 0. So, I, I as much as I think Kentucky's going to be in this game, I don't trust them to pull it off. Tennessee wins 35-34. Boo.
0: I got Tennessee 33-24. Boo.
1: All right, all everybody has the cats covering though for what a. Tour. Oh yeah! All right, everybody have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend, Big Blue weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great to have Roush back in the house. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Go Cats. This is Kentucky Roll, Roll Call on Big X Forty Three. Roll